Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome back to the book club um, and we're here with our book clubbers Neve Towie, Anne Ingle and Bernice Harrison and the book that we are reviewing this time is called Go as a River by Shelley Reed and as always I will just start by reading out the blurb. Nestled in the foothills of the Elk Mountains and surrounded by sprawling forests, wandering bears and porcupine, the Gunnison River rushes by the tiny town of Iola. For 17-year-old Victoria Nash, the day promises to be as ordinary as the porridge and fried eggs she serves her family for breakfast. But the mysterious drifter who crosses Victoria's path that afternoon will set in motion an unstoppable chain of events. Soon she will be forced to run for the forests, leaving her life and her most precious possession behind. It's called a soaring, compassionate novel, a tale of love, female resilience and becoming. And the blurb says, once you've read it, you will never forget it. Bernice Harrison, how do you feel about that uh, Okay, acclaim? well, I have, my, my experience of this book, I think, is going to be really, really familiar to book clubbers everywhere, okay, about all books. Because, so this book was suggested, whenever that was, last month. And I don't know who suggested it. Was it you, Roisin? Was it Suzanne, our producer? But anyway, whoever suggested it. And of course, the rule in the book club is, any book club is, you have to read the book. Okay, that's it. That's the rule. So, whether you want to or not. So, for some reason... For some unexplained reason, I took a guinness the minute it was mentioned for no reason, for no good reason whatsoever. Okay, so it was beside the bed, beside the bed, beside the bed, beside the bed. And meanwhile, I read the new Liz Nugent, the strange Sally Diamond. I read the new Catherine Ryan Howard because I jump on any of her books when it comes out. I read the new Sebastian Barry, Old God's Time. I mean, and and then the Joe Spain book was calling to me. I thought, no, 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 no. So anyway, so I, I thought, and I still was putting it off. I was really, really putting this off until got an email last week from Suzanne, just setting the date for the recording today. I said, oh, for fuck's sake, I better start reading the flipping thing now because, you know, the rules of the book club. So I had to read it. And it was with a bit of a heavy heart that I lashed into it. Now, how and ever... The, okay. I have the same experience of many book clubbers when they've left it too short a time to read the book. They lash through it and then they're a bit sorry. A bit sorry that I gave so little time to it because it's not a book for lashing through. It's a book for really, really thinking about and putting down and the writing is really, really beautiful and it's so well realised. Now, okay, so... As you said in your in your description of it, it's about this woman. It's also sort of over multiple decades. It starts in 1948 in sort of a very, really poverty-stricken part of Colorado. And 
it's not Angela's ashes the way it's described, but it is actually Angela's ashes the way people live. People are really, really poor. They're very small, small farmers in this tiny town. And this thing is about to happen, um, which I always find sort of spooky. Uh, and it, it's happened all over the place. There's one in Wales, towns all over the place, where towns are flooded to make way for a new dam. And all the people have to be relocated. But it's kind of spooky to think that there are all these rotting buildings underneath. So, and we're introduced to Tori, as she's called. She's 17. She, Her mother died in a car accident at, when she was 12. So loss is a major theme throughout this book. Major, major, major theme. Um, and it's all, it's Tori's loss. But actually, nearly everybody she interacts with has had losses in some way. So the, the, you also feel as well that it's kind of about the resilience of particularly of women because she, she mainly makes friends throughout her life with women and they're very strong friendships that are very, very important to her. So loss is a key theme, but also nature is a massive theme because um Go as a river is is a is a line used throughout the book, and it's sort of my interpretation of it. Look, just just go with it. Just the river finds its way. Uh, the river lasts. The river nurtures, and it'll just find its way. And accept that that's what will happen to you too. Um, the book to me was in three sections. It's not laid out in three sections. It was in three sections in my in my view. It was the very, very start when she's at home. She's at home and she's essentially a skivvy, really. There's no mention of school or anything. She's 17 um, and she cooks and cleans and keeps house, falling down house for her father and for her uncle who's come back very damaged from the war and her really shockingly horrible brother because... Um, the, the 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 car crash that took her mother also took her aunt and uh, another a brother a, a boy that was being brought up as her brother so and who she loved um so the sense of loss in the, in the first few chapters is is really very heartbreaking actually and then as you say as as we know from the broad description there that she meets somebody in town in this dust bowl town she meets she meets this stranger and a very uh, sort of maybe unlikely relationship develops very quick very unlikely and um i i don't think i'm this is a spoiler because it happened so early on but she has a baby um, and that does set off, that does change her life in very clear, very distinct, very sometimes very harrowing ways. Um, so that's sort of the first section. Then there's the middle section when she moves away from, she has to move away because the town's flooded, from the town she was brought up in. And sort of kind of decades kind of sprint by there. And I, I was less sort of, I was less enamoured with, with that actually because... I felt I would have liked, if a book for me uh, takes place over many decades, I like to kind of know what's going on during those decades. And there's kind of no sense of that because the book really, really, really concentrates really small on her life. Nature's big and then her, her life, small contained within that. So, yeah, now maybe again, if I'd given myself more time, I would have, you know, I think maybe luxuriated really in, in all the, the nature prose and, uh, and all that that happened in, in the middle section. And then there is the last section of the book. And I love that. that the last section of the book is 
fantastic. It mirrors the front section, the first section in its power. Um, and and you, you do sense, and I, forgive me, I'm going to use the J word, you do sense you're going on a journey with her um, through her life. Um, uh, but you also do kind of, I had to pull myself up back a bit to remember, actually, she's still quite young. You know, relatively, she's not an old woman at the end of the book, uh, but there is a sense that we're at a different point in her life. Uh, to me, the ending came when it came. It came too quickly, actually. And I thought, oh, hold on. No, 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 no. I do want to know what happens next. And you haven't told me what happens next. So, you know, uh, look, it says a lot about a book that by the when you end it, when you finish it, you think, mm, quite like to know what happened now. So. That's how I feel about Goes River. I think it's going to be, it would be a really, really lovely book for somebody to take on holidays because you could take a lovely long time reading it. It's a lovely quiet book. Yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, she's got a very um, strong voice, Victoria or Tori, as the central character. And there's a couple of other voices. There's another voice that comes in, like you say, later in the sort of third section of the book that also is very different voice, but equally strong and compelling. I really liked it, too. And uh, I'll talk a bit more about it later. But um, coming to you, Neve, what were your thoughts on the book? Yeah, actually, quite unlike Bernice, I was really looking forward to this book. It had on paper everything that I would like. This book is going to draw comparisons to Where the Crawdads Sing, and it's kind of sketched out in the same way. It's a a really deep exploration of the town and the place where the central character grows up. It's almost a character in itself, the surroundings that she lives in. Um, So she grew up on a peach tree farm in um, Colorado and a lot of it is based around the peach, actually the peaches and their harvesting of it and their family's connection to the land and to the river and to the mountains that surround her. And so on paper, it was, it was a book I should have loved. Um, and so I was really looking forward to it and I, I started reading it as soon as we were sent it. And throughout the book, it's about this really strong um, female character called Victoria who suffers insurmountable loss in her life from um, at the age of 12. Her mother, her... Um, I don't think this is a spoiler because it happened so early or we know this from the outset. Um, but her her mother, her aunt and her cousin all die in a car crash when she's just 12 years of age. So we come to Victoria as a 17 year old who's picking up the pieces of her family's broken life, who's minding for her father and her brother and her uncle-in-law Ogden, who's returned from war, a very broken man um, in a wheelchair and very bitter with the world. And those characters are all very broken um, and I suppose not enduring their loss with the same grace that Victoria is. And so the the book kind of tracks her her journey through that, as Bernice said, the J word, um, but it very much is about um, her path through life. Um, and lots of things happen to Victoria over the course of this book. It spans a huge swathe of her life in which so much happens. And yet you kind of feel like it almost races through a lot of it, although the book kind of lags in pace in the middle, I felt. Um, it kind of lagged in activity, but yet it was skimming over decades where I wasn't really sure what had happened to her other than that she was just thinking about this episode that does happen to her as a teenager. This is something happens that haunts her for the rest of her life. My complaint with the book is that I felt it was really the good guys versus the bad guys. It was very neatly packaged. Um, It was, I felt played into that old trope where 
in order for us to feel sympathy for people's loss, they have to be seen as these characters who endure their pain with grace and who had no real bad characteristics themselves. So Victoria, you, she never puts a foot wrong um, and neither do the other good guys in the book. And yet the bad guys seem so inherently evil. It was just a little bit... Um, I just found that a little bit boring, I suppose, uh, unrelatable, too black and white. And um, it also, I felt like it portrayed this image of women where we have to endure and silently um, and gracefully. And and I'm sure that's not the intention of the author. It's a beautifully written book. Um, but I suppose that bored me a little bit and I lost a little bit of interest in the middle of the book, kind of reflecting on that. But there's some really beautiful moments in the book I feel like there is a scene at the end where Victoria um, finally meets this other woman who's kind of been a character in her life all her all her life that she's never actually met and their meeting is I mean it's only about two or three paragraphs and I read it again and again I just they embrace each other they hold each other's hands she's she whispers in her ear thank you thank you thank you thank you and you could feel you could feel the pulse of that moment between the two of them um and I was really appreciative to the author of such an incredible passage and I can only imagine all of the women who have been through moments like that in their life um and I felt like that was really raw and honest and um really liked that passage and I really liked the end of the book as well um I I feel like it picks up pace again towards the end and you, you get a real sense of where this is going and, and it, it hooks you again uh, towards the end, whereas the middle I felt lagged a little bit. But yeah, I, I feel like we're going to hear a lot more about this book um, over the next few months. I think people are going to be talking about it. I think it lends itself towards film and screen really well in the same way that Crawdads did. It's impossible to see how it wouldn't. And it's also fascinating that it's based on this true story of this town called Iola that was flooded to create um, uh, a dam and energy in the in the early 50s. I hadn't actually realised until I read back over the blurb again that it's actually a true story about this town that disappears in a flood. Like all of the imagery and all of the um, like the premise of the book, it's also it's also well done and well thought out in, in that she suffers all this pain in this town that eventually gets washed away um so it's really clever in lots of ways um yeah that's what I feel about the book Roisin not for sure yeah it's interesting because you sort of started saying that on paper you should like it I feel like you did like it Neve, but you kind of um were talking yourself out of it at the <laughs> beginning and I can hear you I can hear your complaint about the kind of maybe one-dimensional aspects of some of the characters but um yeah overall um it's a sort of a thumbs up from you as well I'm, I'm getting the sense yeah. uh, and I'm going to come to you for me the first few pages of this book because um, it's not my book on paper this is I'm a bit a bit like Bernice in this I, I took a bit of Guinness as well and I don't know why and I can't remember who suggested it so it might be my own fault but um, I don't know I'm not the massive fan of the whole crawdads thing I'm not I, it takes me a while sometimes to get into writing about nature although I do when I get into it I do like it but I'm kind of not necessarily drawn to those kind of books Um. But the first few pages of when she meets this man, Wilson Moon, on her street in this dusty old town in Colorado, I just found those passages really incredibly beautiful and I couldn't stop reading them. There was a couple of sentences and pages of that that I read again, Neve, like you did, but that passage. Um, and for me, none of the rest, not much of the rest of it gave me those feelings until 
the third section. So I agree with you about the middle. I feel like the first section and the last section of the book are really what uh, what were what were incredible. So Anne, what did you think of it? Was it your book on paper, as they say in the old uh, Definitely Love not. Island? <laughs> Anything with parlance. the river is it in the title puts me off. Um, I'm not into nature and stuff like that, Roisin. So uh, it wasn't a book that I was picking up saying, oh, this is great. You know, but I, it's not my kind of a book. Um, and then when I read the prologue, uh, where it tells us all about how the the place was flooded and and the, the language that he uses in that prologue about the landscapes of our youth create and carry them with us, etc. I said, oh, no, it's going to be just as bad as I anticipated. <laughs> but then the story started. And as you said, uh, Roisin, those first few lines of the beginning of the book where Victoria meets Wilson Moon, this guy. And do you know what? It struck a chord with me because uh, love at first sight is something I'm familiar with. And I, I felt I felt what she was going through. I, I could feel those feelings and I... I would have done exactly what she did in those circumstances because Victoria was my kind of a girl in that respect anyway. Um, then as the as the story went along, of course, the, the terrible despair of her being, uh, you know, motherless and having to look after all those horrible men. Yes, there were horrible men in it, which um, maybe was a bit sad, really, as uh, Neve was saying, it's a bit stereotyping these people. She was a bit of a slave, as uh, Benice also said, uh, working away for these men in in the thing and uh, she goes off then on her own story and the writing is absolutely beautiful it's lyrical um it's it's just beautiful prose and even despite the fact that I am anti-nature I loved it I loved it I loved walking you know the hills I loved everything about that kind of thing and but there was an awful lot of sage in it, I noticed. The word sage, I think if we did a word check, we'd find a lot of sage. But sage is a very <laughs> fragrant plant and also very beautiful when it flowers. So I can I give her away with that. But anyway, she obviously knows her territory. This woman, Shelley Reed, she's a mature enough woman, I think. And uh, she has lived in Colorado, so she knows that territory inside out. And she gives us the same kind of love that she obviously has for it. She gives it to us, too. So beautiful descriptions of the mountains, the country and the wildlife and the sage. Um, but, uh, but you see, I went along with this story wholeheartedly, uh, despite the nature, loving the nature, in fact, until I came to the part, it's done in the first person narrative. And unlike the rest of you, by the sound of things, when it changed hands into another person, I didn't like it at all. I didn't want to know all that, really. I just loved, you know, the story as it was and didn't need all that. And then, of course, there was, you know, there's racism, the talk of racism and the war and all those kind of things. And I know it was all part of the story and it had to develop and come to an end, etc. But I didn't like that so much. I preferred it when the narrative was in the hands of Victoria alone. Um also, I kind of think that some of the happenings in the book are improbable. Um, I mean, I don't know much about peach trees, but um, and I'm not a horticulturist, but I kind of feel that <laughs> it was a bit of a stretch, some of the stuff in it. And the thing at the end of the, of the day is, would you offer this book to somebody else? Would you say you have to read this book? I think you'd have to decide... Um, the kind of person you were giving it to. Do you know? I mean, I don't think it's everybody's cup of tea. Uh, I know Neve says that she thinks it's going to be a great success, but I mean, it's been out a while. I don't think it has 
taken off that much. Uh, probably in America, maybe in Colorado, definitely. Um, <laughs> and um, the other thing was, I think other people have said that they 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 cried. I I didn't cry. I didn't shed a tear. I just thought it was a great story in the beginning. But for me, once I had to get to the nitty gritty of what happened, I I really stopped loving it. But I do think she's a great writer. Obviously, she's been teaching writing for years, apparently, when I read about her. So, and as I say, I wouldn't say to somebody, you have to read this. I would be very cautious as to the type of person I would give it to. That's all I have to say, Roisin, on that one. That's that's fair enough. I mean, going back to the when another voice comes into the book, it's interesting that you didn't like that. For me, it came alive again with that. And unfortunately, for the people listening who haven't read the book, we can't really say too much about that voice, just to say that it's another woman who's lived a, a different kind of life to Victoria, but has a kind of um, empathy with her. And and it's, uh, it's a sort of, I suppose, it's the big twist of the book or it's a big um, reveal. And it's important for the plot and for the kind of for the book to get a fresh dynamic. So I, I would sort of disagree with you on that one. And I, I again, I disagree with you, Bernice, on the ending, because I feel like she ended it in a really, I know what you mean about wanting to know what happened, but there was something lovely about it sort of starting at a river or at a lake and ending and by the water with this person walking towards her and not knowing really what was next for them at all. Um yeah, it's it's an interesting one about who you'd give it to or whether you'd press it into people's hand. I would definitely be thinking carefully, but I do know a few people in my life who I think would really like it. And then I think of others that wouldn't. But then again, you see, will we really know, Mother? Because I seem to have inherited your your antipathy towards uh, nature writing. But, uh, but I actually didn't mind it in this book. So I don't know why that is. Um, I'm not sure what 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 this woman Shelley Reed did. And the other thing I want to say about her is, isn't it great? She's she must be in her late fifties, maybe early sixties. She's been teaching writing for three decades in a university in Colorado, and it's wonderful to see these women with their debuts at this age. Because Bonnie Garmus as well for lessons in chemistry, a slightly o- older person starting out in writing. So I love that idea that this book has been kind of sitting with her probably for a very long time, and she's able to realise it, and and it's getting um, a, an audience. I noticed that the New York Times or The Guardian hasn't reviewed it yet. The Irish Times and the Irish Independent has, which I'm not sure um, whether it's just good Irish publicity and that's maybe why we ended up featuring it. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. 
Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yeah, does anyone else have any other things they want to say taking up from what Anne was saying? Bernice? I just want to ask Anne, um, Anne, you listen to the books. We read them, you listen to them. Um, So I was just curious to know like what was what was that experience like? What like what was the reader like? Oh, absolutely wonderful! It w- was a very good experience. Yes, it, it added to the whole thing, and we got a different voice for the um, second narrator. So, yes, I was very happy with it. Very happy to listen to. That's good to know because sometimes the narrators can be dodgy, Mum. That's true; they can, <laughs> and sometimes you'd even throw you wouldn't even bother unless you had to because of a uh, you know the person who's reading it, but this person was very good. And Bernice and Eve, would you be um, recommending it to other people, just given what Mother was saying there? Well, I sort of am with you, Roisin, as well. I would, I, there are definitely some people I know who'd really love it, actually, who'd really, really enjoy this book. And then there are other people, they'd think, oh, jeepers, is this a flipping crawdads thing you're landing on <laughs> me? No, 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 no. <laughs> So, you know, yeah, I I think it's not one of those, univer- like we, uh, you know, come on, I think we all, you know, whacked lessons of chemistry off everybody's heads that we knew. We made sure yeah. everybody we knew read that book by pressing it into their hands. That's not the case here. But I do think it's a, I, I do think it's a lovely book, actually. Yeah, I, I would give it. But but yeah, no, it's not, it's not, it's not, as Anne said, it's not for everyone. OK. And what about you, Niamh? Uh, do you feel the same? Yeah, I think like Anne said, there's certain people you would give it to and others you wouldn't. I think it's an easy book to read um, and it's a nice book to read. It's not life changing, um, but it's grand. Well, according to this at the back of the book, it's a mesmerizing <laughs> and unforgettable double day debut for 2023. Hashtag go as a river. So I think they really were hoping and maybe it still will happen, like you say, Neve, that it was a crawdad situation. Like the crawdads thing was definitely a turnoff for me, interestingly. Um, Why so is that, I don't know, for some people. Again, just going back to that thing of I just get a bit antsy when I'm thinking I'm going to be submerged in a in a, a mountainscape or a riverscape or a swamp or a, or any kind of or insects buzzing around like I can take a, a bit of that but then after a while I'm just like yeah 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 tell me tell what's me going people. on tell me yeah, the story but for some reason I don't know what it is that this woman didn't get, you know annoy me in, in that respect um, but I think also I definitely wanted a really fat ripe juicy peach after it <laughs> and they aren't to be had anymore I was thinking of peaches of my um childhood really and I just don't think peaches taste the same I don't know uh, about that but yeah peaches feature usually like you said Neve. mum I presume that what happened in terms of the peach farm and her being able to transport it and all that was based on an actual uh, real life research because I think as well as being into writing she's into sustainability and various other sort of nature and scientific things this this author so I'm hoping that she would have researched it and that it was all it yes. all stacked yeah, up. Yeah, she probably did all right, but there was other there was other things in it too that a little bit improbable. I found, but, but I mean that's po- poetic license and all that, isn't it? I think I I agree with Anne there. Yeah. Oh, you agree with her there? Yeah. No, I was just saying I totally agree with Anne. That's kind of what put me off the book a small bit was that you're kind of rolling your eyes, thinking, yeah, right, that didn't happen. 
couldn't happen. Okay, well, that's on that not so positive note. We'll we'll finish up, but I think it's a it's a broad recommendation. Just maybe if you're listening, um, it might be for you. It might not. You'd have to start reading it, and you might think it won't be for you, but then it might be. So I think if you go into the bookshop, stand and read the first few pages, yeah. and if you get that nice feeling that we all seem to have got, then maybe persevere because it's worth it. And she is a beautiful writer, and she does evoke this whole scenario really, really well. And like I say, I think it's kind of been living in her for a long time and that's why it's maybe so good because it's not it is a debut but it doesn't it you know it comes out in a way that you think it's quite reflective and she's been sitting with for a few years so as always thank you very much and Anne it's lovely to have you back and um, you're waving at me there do you want to say something else I just wanted to say don't read the prologue first just get into part one first don't don't read the prologue because that might put you off the person in the bookshop I'm talking about the person in the bookshop, you're just going to pick it up, right? Yeah. Just go to the first page of the book and forget the little... It's only a very short prologue. Don't read that bit. I don't think I had a prologue in my copy. Come on. You what? must have had a prologue. I didn't. I just had, like... Well, anyway, no, you did have I... a prologue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's only two pages, so you might have just... I don't just, think I read the prologue. Over. I never read a prologue, <laughs> ever. <laughs> Never read it. Mom, i sorry, I didn't read the prologue, so that's a good tip. So when I say stand in the bookshop and read the first few pages, I mean the first few pages from the very start of the book, not the prologue. Good point, Anne. I like it. All right, well, thank you very much. And Anne, I wanted to say as well, um, you've not been well, but we're delighted to see you back fighting fit and uh, as opinionated as ever, so that's great. Thank you for being here today, and Neve and Bernice. And we'll get on to what book we're doing next and we'll tell everybody and we'll see you next time. Thanks, Roisin. See ya. Thanks, Roisin. Bye. Thanks, bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.